So, I'm not gonna lie, this episode features quite a lot of fucking, or at least quite a lot of talking about fucking. So if you have someone close to you that might look at you some type of way, or might end up, you know, behaving some type of way based on the information that I give, then this might be a good chance to either wear headphones or give them a warning as well, because this shit is about to get wild. Actually, correction, it's gonna be a lot more domestic than we thought. And we are going to start from this beginning story over here, so... A Texas man has been sentenced to 10 years in prison for having sex with a horse and sexually assaulting others. Now, normally this is this is my cue to start making jokes about America because this is a very interesting thing for America. It's not particularly that odd to hear of such a story from the US of A because I feel like we have handled more odd cases. Like we've handled weirder shit from the US of A than this. So this isn't as weird. Now, what actually weirds me out though is... Not the fact that it happened in the USA or the fact that a horse was shacked, even though that one is kind of weird in and of itself. The issue is, it was actually a black guy who did it, and his name is Jean-Marie Bougoma. Now, the guy is 24 years old, so I've got questions over here. Like, if it was a white guy doing it, I can understand to a degree, but a black guy... Okay, first of all, I hope I don't sound racist because I said that I'd understand if it was a white guy but a black guy shouldn't. Just get me on this. It's not that I'm trying to be racist or I think that white guys shag animals or they do all the crazy shit. I know black people do a ton of crazy shit. But the thing is, whenever white people do it, like I'm not saying that it's excused, but to a certain degree, you kind of look at it and it almost feels like a disorder. And to a certain degree, like they usually tend to defend themselves to a certain level because they're very experimental. Or at least I know most white people are experimental as opposed to black people. So you'd probably not be surprised if you heard someone saying, oh, you know, I've been getting like a 10% better glow up ever since I started fucking my cow. Like when you hear a white guy busy talking about how they've been experimenting with trying some shit that you probably considered weird, you'd probably just chalk it up to, oh, you know, it's just white people doing white people things. And you wouldn't have too much of a problem with it. Now, the thought that this guy would bypass all the hoes around his area, all the hoes that he could have found on Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or whichever other app is there, and, you know, even the cheaper ones that he can get on the streets, and look at a horse and be like, you know what, I want to fuck you, is a little beyond me. Because they thought that a black guy would go to a stable full of horses and decide to be on his silento and be like, now nah, watch me whip, I'll watch you nay nay. And the guy decides to move on to fucking them is a little bit of a wild idea. Like, don't get me wrong, it's not like I have any problem with white people, it's just that I'd be more inclined to thinking that it was a white person who discovered that cow's milk is actually edible for human beings as opposed to a black person. Because I do not see any typical African of right now or like maybe one, two, three generations back that would just be sitting in a farm looking at a cow's ad and be like, you know what? Oh, that shit looks so good, I wanna suck it? Like, that is some shit that is entirely beyond me. Although, then again, there is quite a lot that does feel like it's a little beyond me on this episode, which I definitely should have started in my very typical fashion, where I usually start by saying, Welcome to Breaktime on West Side, your number one Breaktime podcast, coming to you from Nairobi, Kenya. The man on the mic has been feeling quite genuine lately. Cause you want it, let's do it, riding my pony. 
He's also a man who's been watching Meg Thee Stallion's reels because my goodness does that woman know how to move that booty. It is none other than your tall, dark and mildly handsome man, Sir Denver B. The show is Battle of the Sexes, our weekly love, sex and relationships show where I get to talk about weird shit like horses. I get to talk about stuff that can be a little bit more relative than you might think. Some people might get pissed but usually at some point I try to come to some form of amicable conclusion. Now, if you do agree with it, if you don't agree with it, it's entirely up to you. And if you want to give feedback, then you can hit me up on at Breaktime on West Side, the IG page. You can hit me up from there on Facebook. It is also at Breaktime on West Side. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at D. You know, come through. Let's talk about some shit. You know, maybe we can turn it into an episode, which is, I guess, probably the ultimate goal for some of you. But in some ways, we can even go down and, you know, like chop it up and come to some form of interesting agreements from there. Now, if you are listening through an app that allows for ratings and reviews, a nice rating and or review will be highly appreciated. You know, keeps me up on the charts, continues to allow me to call myself a chart topping podcaster because I am a chart topping podcaster. Now, all that said and done, we actually have quite a bit to talk about now. I have like two stories here that are just literally just sitting. There's one about a man on TikTok who was busy talking about men not being able to tell the difference between a 14-year-old and a grown woman when they're looking just at like the physical features. And actually, you know what? I'm not going to talk about this one. Yeah, I'm not going to talk about this one. I was defending R. Kelly last week. If I talk about this, I might as well just start being pro-pedophilia at this point. So I'm going to defend it next week, you know? Just to give it a little bit of distance so that at least people can either forget about R. Kelly or they won't think of me as some sort of a pedo. But that said and done, in the interest of kids, or in this case lack thereof, apparently CVS, Walmart and Rite Aid have started limiting the purchases and rationing the purchases of Plan B pills after the surge in demand ever since the overturning of the whole Roe vs Wade situation. Now I'll admit, I've been sitting on this story for about a week or two, so I am going to be particularly honest, I haven't openly spoken about the whole Roe versus Wade thing because one, I don't think it particularly affects me as a Kenyan or, you know, my fellow Nairobians, but I'm sure that there's a lot of people from the diaspora that actually listen to this podcast and there's even non-Kenyans as well who may or may not be Americans who also do listen to this podcast. So to a certain degree, I didn't really feel like it was something that I was supposed to talk about. But at the same time, I can understand why someone might want me to talk about it. And I'll address that in a little bit. Now, the whole plan B thing, you kind of think about it. It was almost an expectation to a certain degree. Like if Big Pharma went and lobbied for the overturning of Roe versus Wade, maybe they got to benefit because of the surge in demand of plan B pills. But personally, I can sort of understand where... The whole overturning of Roe versus Wade isn't entirely bad, but all in all, I also don't support the overturning. And I know, I know, I'm not an American, I do not live in America, I do not have a green card, I have no affiliation with America in any particular way, so whatever it is that I'm about to say is, let's be honest, more or less a pointless opinion. But I'm just gonna say it either way just so that I can sort of try and get past this. Now, When I kind of think about the whole overturning of Roe versus Wade, I kind of get why it would make sense because to a certain degree, there are some women that have sort of abused the whole idea of of good and safe abortions to be a lot less mindful of the kind of sex that they have. Like, 
Shorty knows very well this guy is probably gonna nut inside. She's probably letting this guy nut inside and she doesn't care because she's so okay with it. And if she needs to take a plan B and say she's ovulating, she'll take the plan B. And, you know, if she does get pregnant, then she can go and she can abort. Like, I know that's not how every single woman thinks, but there's some who actually do think like that. There's some babes that will automatically let a guy hit it raw and nut inside just because they feel like they're in love with this particular guy. And then when the baby comes, they'll just rush and get an abortion. And it happens time and time again. Now, of course, not every woman thinks like this. And essentially, it is very harmful for your health. But there are a lot of babes that have been very careless when it comes to sex. And they've been running the abortion route because that is one way that they know they will not get the kid. Because they did not think it through when they were having sex with that guy. Of which sometimes they choose not to think it through when they're going to do it. Now, I can get how all of that will affect their health in a very negative way, but at the same time, it's their health and it's her body. And yes, there's people that are going to come through with the whole pro-life argument of, oh, you shouldn't abort a baby, that's tantamount to murder and shit, of which, as a pro-choice person, I'm very ready to have that argument. But I feel like, at the very least, it should be a choice so that at least we can have the argument. But more so than that, I feel like the biggest victims of this are the women who will be going through rape, or at least the victims of rape and sexual abuse that will have ended up pregnant and did not choose that for themselves. I think they should have the choice to actually abort the child because in some ways it could be taken as a symbol of the trauma and the pain that they went through which is an entirely a good thing from a psychological standpoint. In another way, you know, their social value can drop quite a bit, their dating market value actually plummets when they have a kid. Because if I as a guy find out that she has a kid, I might automatically end up writing her off and it's not like I'll know that this kid was a child as a result of rape or whether she chose to just have casual sex, whether she was responsible, whether she was irresponsible about it. The fact is, there's someone else's kid there and I do not want to take up that burden and I'll definitely want to pull myself out. And if anything, that ends up hurting them in the long term. So to some degree, you find that victims of sexual abuse actually end up suffering more as a result of this overturning. But anyways, like I said, I'm not an American. I do not live in America. So whatever it is that I'm saying is literally just an opinion. But honestly, I feel like that wasn't a very good thing for the US government to do. But I will leave it at that and I will move it on to our main topic of today. Now, for anyone who's listened to this podcast for a particularly long bit of time, then you'd probably know that at some point in time, I used to do this show called The Minisodes. And that was when I actually first started experimenting with video for the podcast. And I can remember there was an episode where I did where I was busy talking about the idea of banging a relative. And it was a very, very long while back. That was, I think, beginning 2020. And people had different thoughts and outlooks on the entire thing. Now, back then, I didn't have any particular story to sort of peg the entire thing on. But over time, there was this story of a certain YouTube family whose man of the house, known as Kabiwa Jesus, had supposedly been exposed for having a kid by his cousin. First cousin, actually. And it became this entire thing on the Kenyan social media and people went all wild about it. So recently, he decided to bring the story back up when he was at a church service and he decided to talk about the entire thing. Now, the interesting part about it is he actually decided to go beyond whatever it is that people had exposed about him and he decided to give a little bit more detail into the entire thing. Now, I'm going to play the clip for you and I am going to definitely cut some bits off because I don't think that particular 
particularly relevant and they're just too long and we're going to talk about this so here it is if not all most of you here know what happened last year and there was an incident of a cousin of mine coming out and you were saying we slept together and have a child praise God and the reason for me before I got born again this was not an issue she's not the first one I have slept with so many others what are you talking about who many are you talking about who many are you talking about who many are you talking about and when all these things are happening, I'm thinking it is normal. This is what the world does. In fact, when we started dating my wife, I was telling her some of these things, and it was like a movie to her. The things I used to do. But it is because of the background. instrumental <laughs> nah nah this one we are not allowing to go just like that <laughs> I was exposed for having a child <laughs> with my cousin praise God amen <laughs> actually honestly we need a different soundtrack for this one Yes, this one right here. <laughs> Sweet home Alabama. <laughs> ah, if there's someone who needs to be the brand ambassador for for Alabama, it's literally this guy. I feel like in his family they believe in being extremely efficient cuz why go down the street? Why go out into the world looking for a person to carry your child and to have a family with when you can go down the hall at a family reunion, you know? Just keep it simple. Minimize the amount of work you have to do. Like you kind of have to think about the belief system in that entire family. Like I bet they have a mantra that says east to west homes pussy is best. Like when this guy is being so open and he's like, "Uh, oh, you know, this is something that happens quite a lot in our family." It's like whenever this guy meets up with a couple of his male cousins during a family event or they've just gone out or they just happen to meet up somewhere, they'll sit and they'll probably talk and they'll be like, Hey boss, you can remember why there? Yes, yes, yes. Aunt Caro's daughter. Wow, 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 wow. Nataka kutwanga yoki too. I wanna hate that. And 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 Becky, yeah. Oh my goodness. And I saw Becky just finished form four. Oh, I want to hate that. And you know she started a year later than she was supposed to. 
so she's even 19 so that one is okay that one we don't have problems we we are not arkelly here hey ah there we are good there we are very good then there's another cousin who's like ah ah leave her me want to go for aunt caro's kid you leave becky for me bwana <laughs> anyways anyways let me stop making jokes over here cuz i know <laughs> If there's one group of people that I'm definitely feeling sorry for right now, it's the guy's family, like the extended family, not even the nuclear one. The nuclear one I'll get to them in a bit because I feel like their damage is even worse. The extended family now is going to be in so many problems because imagine the thought of you working in the same company with some shorty who said that, you know, she's cousins with 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 the Wajizas family and Kabi is her cousin and shit. And at that point in time, You've seen this clip so now you have to go and ask did he hit or you know maybe it's like one of the female colleagues that's approaching her and she's like yo so is Kabi's head as big as his actual head or or I don't know you tell us you know since you guys seem to do it quite a bit amongst yourselves you know it probably shouldn't be all that hard for you to find out right like while I have nothing against people you know openly talking about stuff that they feel inside there's something about sharing information that involves other people that can affect other people that I feel like a lot of people nowadays never really take into account you know people are going in there airing out shit that they probably shouldn't be airing to the public because you know that's confidential information it's supposed to stay amongst a group of people but people are like you know what let's just talk about it because I'm a famous person and I went through this blah blah And the thing that I found particularly odd was the fact that this guy starts with so apparently I was exposed for having a baby with my cousin. Praise God. Honestly, like I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I do not get where it is that you're supposed to be praising God in this entire thing. I don't know if it's the kid coming or if it's the fact that you fucked your cousin. Like I'm just trying to find out over here because the guy was busy talking about this shit then he's saying praise God, praise Jesus. after seeing all the bad shit that he's doing now maybe it's the fact that he's reformed supposedly but at the same time i usually have a bit of a problem with allowing certain people to just speak to a congregation like this because if you go and you say oh you know i used to do this i used to do this and this is normal in our family like look at the kind of shit that this has in the name of repercussions because don't get me wrong there's a fuck ton of families that actually have people who have done quite a bit of inbreeding you know there's people who have fucked their cousins and their aunts and their uncles and their nephews and their nieces don't get me wrong this is stuff that will happen in multiple different families all the time am i saying that it's something that should be talked about no do i have reasons for feeling that way yeah those repercussions actually affect people in ways that people don't think of at that point in time because when you kind of look at his kids yes he's saying that he's talking about this so that his kids don't get to go through that shit now the problem with being part of like a vlogging family and you know introducing your kids to fame when they didn't even want it is the fact that you will actually find that those kids will end up going through the same shit in the name of insults and online bullying and physical bullying that you probably might go through if not worse as they start to grow up Now, people have seen that fairly recently with with Kim K's kid where he was busy talking about the sex tape and it was breaking her apart. So, there's that. 
On top of that, I've sort of gotten to realize something about people talking about some things in that when you find that people talk about something long enough, it gets to a point where it starts becoming normalized and that becomes a massive issue. When you look at the Kenyan media or at least, you know, Kenyan radio in general, a lot of the stories that used to come in were cheating stories. Now, cheating wasn't something that people were openly talking about, I guess, up until, you know, Kenyan radio stations had a lot more of these shows where people would talk about cheating. Now, some people would consider this a good thing. Some people would consider this a bad thing. But if anything, I'd probably say that for the most part, it's actually made cheating a lot more rampant than it possibly could have been. Like people would do it back in the day and they would sort of do it in hiding because everyone was supposed to be, you know, nice and monogamous and Christian and good and you're supposed to treat your partner nicely, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the the thing about going and banging people on the side was some shit that people would talk about low-key amongst their small groups. But right now, guys will openly talk about how they're dating this chick and then, you know, they do have a problem having a side chick here and there. And this was something that was considered to be a really bad thing 20 years ago. Like, it was something that was frowned upon, especially when people were doing, like, the AIDS media campaigns and shit. And Jimmy Gadu was always on those ads and he was like, Watch Pango Wakando. And that was the shit that was going. But right now, all of that, because cheating and infidelity was normalized now, I guess, on both sides of the gender scale, it seems a lot more common and to a certain degree is almost even expected from both men and women. And you can say that a huge chunk of that is as a result of people publicizing the fact that they are cheating on their partners or their partners have been cheating on them a lot of times and sometimes with a lot of people. Now, take that as an example and look at the whole idea of publicizing the fact that someone is fucking their cousins. Now, this is something that happens in a lot of families. If one famous person happens to talk about it openly, not that I'm saying he's promoting it, but he pretty much opens the cap for a lot more people to start talking about that shit. Now, the moment this becomes a constant topic, the more people start to normalize it, the more it seems like it's a casual thing or it's something that's possible, the bigger the number of problems that we have. Because to a certain degree, this kind of does give people a certain amount of restraint. You know, because acknowledging that your cousin is fire and she's hot and she's very bangable is one thing. But going ahead and banging them is something completely different, which crosses a certain line, which you probably shouldn't be crossing if it's your first cousin more so. Now, if this starts to become more normalized, then people won't mind crossing those boundaries. And if anything, now more and more people will start to look at other people as sex objects and they won't start drawing lines whereby people are like, no matter how bangable you are, I will not do it because you mean this much to me or we have this and this kind of relation. And that causes in and of itself a problem. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a guy who's actually spoken about, you know, banging a cousin here and there. And I said anything from the third or the fourth cousin, fair game. There's no blood bond there and it's not technically inbreeding because the line of relation is so far apart that it's very easy for you guys to not even know that you're cousins and still get to do it. Now, if you do know that you're cousins and you guys are so close that you're first cousins that there's like direct blood between the two of you, then now we start running into the problem of inbreeding which let's be honest, isn't just bad on a moral level, but even nature does not stand for it. And to conclude, I know there's a bunch of people that are very into this idea of, oh, we need to talk about these things so that people can learn not to do them, blah, blah, blah. And 
yes you might be right to a degree but at the same exact time when you kind of think about it a lot of times when we tell people not to do something that's when they actually do it if you only tell them to do the good shit and then they just go straight to punishment for the bad shit then they know very well internally that they shouldn't be doing that bad shit although then again i might be wrong about that but all in all let me just say this there's nothing wrong with him and his publicity but talking about the fact that he did it with even more cousins makes the situation worse and it doesn't make it any better for him he didn't have to talk about the fact that he's done it with more of his cousins because the more he speaks about it, the more people publicize this entire thing and the idea of shagging cousins, the more we start to break apart the idea that there's a boundary in family and people should not be shagging family members. Although, then again, I might be wrong about all of this shit. So I want your thoughts on this. The DMs are open on IG. It is at break time on our site. On Facebook, it is also at break time on our site. And on Twitter, you can slide into my personal DMs, which is at Bagaka the D. Thank you so much for listening all the way till the end. And if you are listening through Castbox, feel free to drop your thoughts and comments below, and I will attend to them accordingly. And I will catch you guys on the next break. <laughs>